1: And so, for people who are passionate about property, they like people, you know, they want to build portfolios, not just, I guess, for themselves but for other people, I'm just there to show them how to do it. Hey!
0: This is Property Investry, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump. And in this episode, we talk with Ben Handler, co-founder of groundbreaking buyers agency Cone Handler and successful property investor with a massive property portfolio. Discover how Handler started his buyers agency business, his motivations and both the blunders and success moments he's had on his journey. is currently working at two key roles in major property investment businesses.
1: I'm currently the Chief Executive Officer of a company called Cohen Handler which is a property buyer's agency and I'm also currently serving as Chief Executive Officer of the Buyer's Agent Institute which, which is an online e-learning platform which shows everyday people how to turn buying property into a career.
0: Ben, you've built up a, a substantial buyer's agency with Handler and Cohen or Cohen and Handler. Um, Curious, how how long did that take you to get to where it was or where it is now?
1: It's been quite a journey. It's been around eight and a half years. So we started early 010. So it's been a really challenging yet very highly rewarding journey.
0: Handler likes to start every day early with a healthy workout routine before heading into his business work.
1: My day usually starts at about 4.20 a.m., where I practice yoga, that's six mornings a week. And after that, I meditate. Then after that, I do some, you know, mental preparation to get ready for the day. And then my day typically consists of, you know, a very high-level strategy across Cohen Handler. Uh, I'm also slightly slightly now working on a new business called the Buyers Agent Institute. So right now, I'm really much looking at formulating very high-level strategies for execution across both companies.
0: He met his current business partner in Los Angeles, California almost a decade ago when they were both seeking property related business opportunities. Now they run their buyers agency together.
1: It's actually quite a cool story. We we both had left our respective uh, careers nine years ago and we basically crossed paths in California in Los Angeles so we both Simon and myself Simon Cohen's my business partner we actually didn't know each other so we uh, both Sydney boys were in LA looking for opportunity and I ran into him at a Halloween party out of all places and we were both you know looking to hustle and and do something new with business and we both got talking and we both liked property and Simon came from real estate and I also came from a property background and You know, we were fascinated with the buyer's agent model in the US, you know, over 86% of people in the United States use a buyer's agent and it didn't seem to stack up in Australia with the representation that buyers were receiving. So, you know, we put our heads together, we decided to call it Cohen Handler, we moved back to Sydney and we started in my bedroom and off we went.
0: Hanley grew up in Sydney, completing his tertiary degree in the city before moving elsewhere for more business opportunities.
1: So I grew up in in Sydney. I um, I attended a few different schools. I was a bit of a troublemaker growing up, quite rebellious. Um, so yeah, attended a few schools and then after school I went and I studied at uh, U- University of New South Wales. I did a Bachelor of Building, Construction and Property and I didn't want to get into construction after that so I moved straight into... Property funds management and development, and works for a company, a public company called Charter Hall. And it was really the first day at that at that company. I realised that I didn't want to be working for someone else ever again. And furthermore, you know, I I wanted to be doing you know more fulfilling work, um, where I could see the journey end to end when I was to engage with a client. Because when I was working in development, you know, I was working on a you know very long scope of project and you know, dealing with the same style of, you know, consultants each day. So it was really at Charter Hall where I decided that hey, I wanna I wanna be my own boss and I wanna do something big. That was at twenty-three.
0: It was at Charter Hall, the handler realized he didn't want to be working under another person and sought to create his own business.
1: I mean I was the youngest person at Charter Hall had ever employed and I was doing my thesis at university and they um they invited me to do an internship and you know, it was really quickly. I just, I worked out at that age that I saw the politics within company. I saw the limitations with people in terms of how they could accelerate and grow their career, not just professionally, but personally. So I saw that quite limiting at an early age. And that's, that's what really, that was my key learning from working at a company at that age was I wanted to get out there and create impact for myself.
0: Amazing. So after Staying at Charter Hall, or actually, how long did you stay with that company doing an internship?
1: I was there. I, was, I, did, I did an internship for ten months, and then they offered me a full time role, which I was there for around uh, three years.
0: Thus, Handler created his own buyer's agency, even when Australia's involvement with buyer's agents were scarce.
1: I guess was embarking on my new chapter within my life, where I was looking to create something, and that's when I met Simon in, you know, California and. I wanted to do something purposeful very meaningful I wanted to shake something up and you know the buyers agent sector within Australia was was very raw there there was a few players I mean the the service was was there but there was a few players doing it but we really wanted to to get in there and shake it up and and that's what we've done like we've, we've we went in there we got in the trenches and I believe you know Cohen Handler is is the company responsible across the country for really creating awareness for buyers agents.
0: Henley's business models have always been inspired by those from the U.S., even hoping to work there in the near future.
1: I've always been inspired uh, with the USA, in particular with business, the way they carry out business, you know, the, the innovative ideas and the entrepreneurs that come out of the States is, has always fascinated me. So, I was really just going there for the creative and business energy that exists there and, you know, that's that's where I formulated the idea for Cohen Handler and, ironically, Last year in September when I was in San Francisco, you know, looking at some tech startups and doing some, you know, I guess business research, that's where I actually came up with my, you know, latest business, the Pies Agent Institute. So, it's all really formed in the USA which is quite interesting, the ideas.
0: Absolutely. I was just thinking you really must love the USA to actually get ideas. Do you plan to stay in Australia or, or have you ever any thoughts of going overseas to, to work in the US in um, different sectors over there?
1: Yeah, I definitely see myself working working over there. Obviously, I'm now moving more into the e-learning style of business model within real estate. So, that's going to allow me to really work anywhere in the world. So, yeah, I definitely see myself over there in the short term.
0: He credits his brother as a core influence behind his interest in property.
1: It was more my, my older brother. He, he studied that course and he, he he found it very interesting. And so, I dived into that course. I mean, on, on reflection, i that course wasn't very well suited to me, and so um you know I'm fortunate enough that, that I went on that path because it' it's led to where I am now however um yeah I don't think that was the right course for me
0: mm. and what do your parents previously do and still currently do
1: yes yeah, so my 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 family's used to be involved in the meat business and and my father's also involved in real estate.
0: Ah, okay. So with your um, dad's involved in real estate, did you actually, what what kind of real estate are we talking about? We're looking as an agent or or developer like what kind of real estate?
1: Yeah, just just more you know, um, acquisition of assets and you know, across commercial, retail, residential so yes, I I would say just multi-use development, yeah.
0: let started his buyer's agency with a goal to change the way Australians bought property.
1: So Cone Handler really started off with Simon and myself where we were initially validating the, the, service, the service model which was the buyer's agent service. Whilst there were a few people doing it, we still weren't confident at the very early stages that we could charge for this service and scale and roll it out. So initially, um, we just started working you know, servicing people looking to buy their family home. So we didn't start off an investment. It was really people looking to buy their principal place of residence. So we, I guess, kicked off that really well and quite quickly. Year one, we had a very successful year. You know, we leveraged off our networks and our contacts and we validated the model very quickly. We then moved after about eight months into the investment space. We validated that. And I guess, we wanted to create something large, something big. We wanted to really create impact. We didn't want to be that just, you know, one or two man band out there just feeding ourselves. We really wanted to get out there and be the company that was going to really shake up and change the way people bought property.
0: Handler was able to expand his company soon after starting it with offices even in Singapore and Los Angeles now.
1: We wanted to change the way that property was being bought within Australia because we genuinely felt that buyers were misrepresented. We genuinely felt that buyers had no choice but to speak to a real estate agent when they were looking to buy property. And buyers, a lot of the time, didn't actually realise that real estate agents are legally obligated to work for their vendor. So in essence, effectively, they're working against every buyer because they're working for their vendor. So I think a lot of buyers... Um, weren't educated around that. Whilst it seems quite simple to understand, a lot of them don't know. So we really wanted to expand the company. So as a result, after year one, you know, we started hiring people. We started to scale. You know, we started to really build up some key buyers agents within Sydney. We then moved into Melbourne. You know, we then also moved into Brisbane. And I guess stepping back into Sydney, you know, we rolled out offices across, you know, the Western suburbs of Sydney, the North and Northern beaches, the inner west, Um, we obviously service the east, we do a bit down south. So we covered a lot of Sydney and then obviously Melbourne. Then we moved into southeast Queensland, which was, you know, that's been a very, very promising market for us. We've really um, accelerated fast in the southeast Queensland market, you know, really focusing in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Um, And then we actually moved into California and we also had an office in Singapore, where in Singapore was really focusing on expats moving back into Australia and California, we were actually servicing local buyers in the market there.
0: He believes that his success has largely come from the coaching community around him, as well as his phenomenal team of employees.
1: For me, I'm always I've always I'm always receiving uh, you know, knowledge and expertise from coaches. It's I still, I still have five coaches now. So myself, I, I, I always have a strong inner circle around me. I mean, you know, you look at any good athlete or, you know, I guess anyone who's top of their game, they've, they've got a coach. And so I, I bounced a lot off different coaches um, to really inspire and help me grow um, at an individual level. And then in terms of, um, you know, why the business grew so much, we just cared. I think we had a very strong vision and we were very committed to creating difference. And when you care enough, you get in there and execute. You get in the trenches and you get it done and you really, you blow up the business in, in a very positive way. And, you know, you you expand that style of energy around and you bring in a lot of good people. And so we were lucky enough at Hand Handler to be surrounded by a phenomenal, phenomenal team. And the team is why we grew. I mean, it's not, you know, they say – um. The company you build is the team you build, and it's all had to do with our team. And that's why we grew so fast to 80 plus people. You know, we grew an eight figure business. Um, We were the first buyer's agency in Australia to, to, to blow up like we did. And so, you know, I'm very privileged and grateful to have such a great team around me.
0: Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Ben Handler's property investment journey as he shares how he handles a partnership when running his business.
1: We're very different with our skill sets, and that's what complemented and enabled us to grow.
0: A simple rundown of his property investment strategy.
1: I like to accumulate equity within my properties. I'm not a person that focuses too much on yield. Whilst yield's important, and you know, depending on your strategy, my strategy's been capital growth over yield.
0: His worst investment moment thus far.
1: I've seen every property that I've purchased and so I felt like it was a, a lack of diligence around care.
0: And that's next. I'm Taran Sharp, and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Unsure of where and what to buy? Many investors in the community have raised these questions frequently. That's why I've created a property sourcing service to help investors like yourself find investment opportunities at wholesale prices to add to your new or existing portfolio. I'm currently accepting expressions of interest. To apply, visit propertyinveststory.com.au. Now back to the show. While many struggle to run a business with a partnership, Penela has found out that he and his business partner complement each other's skill set extremely well.
1: We're very different. We're very different with our personalities. We're very different with our skill sets, and that's what complemented and enabled us to grow. So Simon is a phenomenal, phenomenal buyers agent. He was very much working, and you know, in the high end of real estate buying for clients, typically between three and fifty million. That's what he was buying um, residential properties with in terms of budgets. And, you know, my skill set was very much strategy, growth, business operations. Um, I was very much in the back end of the company, um, you know, making sure the engine was well oiled. And so that combined really fueled a, you know, a very successful partnership.
0: While running your buyer's agency, do you have time to work on your own property portfolio?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, being a buyer's agent, one of the, Well, running a buyer's agency is one of the most uh, fantastic aspects of it in my opinion is being able to jump on opportunities that may not suit clients that you can then capitalize and buy for yourself. So as a result, you have built up a very significant portfolio across um, New South Wales and Queensland.
0: Hanlon bought his first property at 23 years old making some small improvements to the property before accumulating equity and building on his portfolio.
1: So I got started at a young age or, or maybe it's not young but at, at around that 23 um, years old age that's that's when I jumped on my first property and and that obviously you know that just stemmed from an interest in I guess accumulating wealth through buying assets I, I really believed in the whole bricks and mortar um, approach and I guess you know back then I was a bit of a novice and I I was just carrying out my research and you know i made my first you know property purchase in the inner west and you know it was obviously just more affordable than the east and so i jumped in there and i guess you know i did a very small cosmetic renovation um just a bit of paint and i and i redid the floors very low cost um you know got a tenant in and then you know that started to appreciate and then from there i started just obviously i accumulated equity within that within that property and then from there the portfolio has really exploded
0: Tantlin believes that his property investment strategy is simple in the way that he focuses solely on capital growth rather than yield.
1: So my, my strategy is really simple. I, I like to, to buy to buy properties typically under $800,000. I typically like to buy two-bedroom um, apartments. I like to choose a suburb and I, and I always ask myself this question when I choose a suburb. If the market was to turn upside down or there was a serious problem, how would it affect this suburb like what would be the risk so I like to understand my risk strategy when I get into a particular suburb and, and I and I assess that in regards to you know what's the building like what's the demographic around me what's the amenities like you know what's the infrastructure play moving forward is there any planning moving forward that I can look into to understand you know is it going to be revitalized and so I very much just look at the fundamentals And, you know, obviously taking into account, you know, the levies of a building, I take into account just all the very basic fundamentals. So if things were to turn upside down, it still constitute, you know, a good place to be. Furthermore, I also like to, um, I like to add value. I like to accumulate equity within my properties. I'm not a person that focuses too much on yield, whilst yield's important and, you know, depending on your strategy, my strategy has been capital growth over yield. So looking at growth as opposed to yield has been my core strategy and it's worked very well because I learned very quickly that a lot of people were very yield focused, very much focused on yields and yields aren't strong in, in this country. And I, I believe like, you know, you may be able to buy a property um, with a dual income or you may get lucky getting a high yielding property, but I don't think yield is what it's about and i think people who get bogged down in yield can then potentially lose out on the capital growth so i've been strictly focused on growth while receiving a relatively good yield and that's allowed me to accumulate a lot of equity i've always i've also looked for properties where i can add value typically cosmetic sometimes structural and in conjunction with that i've been able to yeah accumulate serious equity within my properties it's sitting over Ten properties, and I think asset asset value, you know, would be over fourteen million.
0: While many investors adopt the buy and hold strategy, Handler is not afraid to sell his properties as long as he makes a profitable return on the investment.
1: I've got a property now, for example, that I'm putting on the market in uh, in Summerhill in in the inner west, and I had to dip in around six hundred and twenty dollars a month of my own cash to sustain that mortgage but I've done very well like when I'm when I sell out now obviously it hasn't sold but conservatively on the numbers that I'm working on you know I'm I'm going to make you know good money on that um so to answer the question yes I've always typically been able to service my properties through my cash injections for the ones that you know aren't very good yielding properties so I've been able to the serviceability um I've always worked the numbers where it would make financial sense for me to do that and I've also sold down some properties in the past to then, you know, reduce my LVR. Um, and you know, I do sell properties, um, you know, at times. And as I mentioned, I'm selling a property now in the um, in Summerhill, in the inner west. And you know, that was a suburb that I picked, for example, because I, I just I went into that suburb, I walked around, I looked at it, I did some data research, I had it, and I and I th- and I said this ticks a lot of boxes for me as, 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 a, as a as a hotspot to be within the inner and, west and it was right and so I make it very simple it's not complex it was a building of 12 very low strata it was 122 square meter two-bedroom apartment which was large it had the ability for a complete reno and you know near a very good school two and a half minute walk to the train station that stacked up for me and so um, the reason I'm selling out of that though is I want to put that money into a new venture and so I also do sell sell down properties because to me, it's all about return on investment. My strategy, just out, even outside of property, it's about ROI. So I'm thinking if I can take the money out of that property and I can throw it into a new venture where I can generate a higher ROI, that makes sense to me and that's what I do.
0: He believes that investors need to constantly reassess their personal goals and financial positions in order to make informed, riskless investments.
1: I think it's phenomenal that people are so intrigued and fascinated and and, and really want to dive into property. However, you know, you're spot on there. When you're growing a portfolio, it's very important to keep reassessing, not just reassessing the portfolio, but reassessing your financial position, reassessing where you want to take your life in terms of, you know, your goals financially. And so, you know, if you feel like you could potentially sell off an an asset and you could inject that money into it, whatever it is, shares, whether it's a startup, it's a business venture with a friend, who knows what it is, but if you're committed and you feel like you can generate a better return there, you've got to weigh it up.
0: When it comes to his worst investing moment, Hanley recalls a property he had bought sight unseen.
1: I bought a property in Brisbane and it was a two-bed, one-bath, one park in New Farm. New Farm, I would say, is it, we like to call it the Potts Point of, of Brisbane. That was a property that I actually bought sight unseen. And it wasn't, I I haven't regretted really a purchase because it's financially impacted me. But I, this is a story that 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 I'd like to share because I I didn't do enough due diligence at the time in terms of, I thought New Farm was a good area, but I I didn't check the property physically myself. And for me, I always want to get out there and physically see the property. Outside of photos, outside of crunching numbers on a spreadsheet because it stacks up, you know, I think it's important just to walk in the street, see what's around you. I think it's important to get a feel. So that was probably a purchase where I said I'd I'd never buy a property again, sight unseen.
0: Handler remembers the investment as his worst one yet simply because he knows he did not do the due diligence required before purchasing it.
1: I've seen every property that I've purchased, and so I felt like it was a, a lack of diligence around care. I just thought, you know, it's it's a significant investment. I mean, I paid three hundred and eighty thousand. It was an off-market property. The vendor she couldn't afford marketing. I knew the real estate agent very well, and you know, when we buy property as buyers agents, we get a lot of inside knowledge. You know, there's a lot of stuff that sells off-market. A lot of the properties I buy aren't on market. You know, I like to, I like to deal off the platforms of real estate and domain. That's how I really like to to buy and, and get into the market. So I got an agent that you know called me and said, this vendor can't even put the property on realestate.com, doesn't even have, you know, the advertising budget to do that. And so I felt like there was a bit of pressure there for me then to act really, really quickly, despite, you know, there could be some some negatives. So I did do a strata report. However, I think impulsive, impulsively I just jumped on it. So in hindsight, I would have liked to have just peeled it back a bit and said, you know, I think it's important I come check it out, visit the street, see the building, maybe talk to some people within the building, knock on some doors, ask some questions. Um, so I just think I rushed into it too quick.
0: Fortunately, the property has done well in the Queensland market.
1: I mean, that property I bought for three eighty. The owner, I bought it two and a half years ago. The owner paid three eighty. I think it was about uh, 15 months before I bought it, she paid 380. I bought it 380 off market from a very good agent at Ray White in New Farm, and that property today is probably worth, you know, 440, 450.
0: So far on his property journey, handler believes that the founding of his business, the Buyers Agent Institute, has been his most groundbreaking moment.
1: When I was in the States last year in September, one of the the, the critical um areas of 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 cohen handler where i felt like not that i hadn't achieved but there was you know we had 80 people at cohen handler we had a lot of buyers agents and you know we were quite limited with just you know being able to keep employing people as buyers agents so you know you know in order to grow you got to make sure you can maintain the growth and so we couldn't keep hiring people so i was, i was trying to rack my brain around you know like how do i share this career with everyone like People in Australia are so ignorant, they don't really understand how to turn buying property into a career, right? Like people don't realize, like, you know, they've got so much passion for property. They look at realestate.com all day, they search properties, they build their own portfolios. Like, how do you convert that energy into a career? And so, you know, a bit of an aha moment for me I was on the, I was on the phone to one of my business coaches, you know, his name's Simon Reynolds. He's a, you know, marketing genius. He lives in California now. Um, you know, he got John Simon's Aussie home loans off the ground when he first started. So Simon's been around and that's where the buyer's agent Institute idea was formulated in San Francisco on the phone to him in a hotel room. I was like, how do I scale and really show everyday Australian people how to turn buying property into a career? So like that was, that was a massive aha moment for me because I hadn't really worked out how to really activate that. And you know, really share the knowledge and success and the leverage and everything that i would learned over nine years, um, that was a, a phenomenal groundbreaking moment for me.
0: With this new business, Handler is hoping to show more people how to turn their interest in property into a rewarding career.
1: I'm just so unconditionally committed to showing people who are potentially unfulfilled in work or, you know, not working on purpose or, you know, sick of that nine to five grind, you know, having to just, you know, wake up and do the same monotonous thing every single day for work that they're not connected with. I'm really committed to showing people how they can actually turn buying property into a very fun, flexible, and highly lucrative career quite quickly. And so for people who are passionate about property, they like people, you know, they want to build portfolios, not just, I guess, for themselves, but for other people. I'm just there to show them how to do it. Um, You know, I've done it. I've executed on it. And so, you know, for less than $5,000, I'm showing people how to start a buyer's agency business, which I think is pretty phenomenal. And you don't need to have sales experience, fancy university or college degrees, you know, have certain badges on your belt for what you've done. It's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. So, you know, being able to show people that there is a way and allowing people to escape work that they're not connected with is something that really drives me every day with this new business.
0: So, inspired by his story, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode on Property Investor podcast where Hanley explains the process to becoming a buyer's agent.
1: You can do the buyer's agent's license but that's actually getting abolished and that's getting integrated into the real estate license.
0: He also talks about the coaches who have mentored him to success.
1: Reynolds, Simon's very much a coach I've had for over five years very much an entrepreneurial business style of coach that I discuss ideas with.
0: The best advice he's ever received?
1: One of the best advice I've ever received was around listen more than you talk.
0: And that's next time in a future episode on Property Investory. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.